What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio. Anonymous person number one, let's call her Jane. I had been laughing at something a coworker said when I am completely overtaken with gut-busting laughter, doubled over. While everything else in me is letting go, the air forced out of my lungs by my diaphragm in a whoosh, as the initial convulsion of joy runs its course through my body in such a close imitation to its cousin, grief. It is in this moment that urine escapes my bladder. After the tremors of glee subside, I am left with a combination of endorphins, wet underwear, and, depending on what period of my life we're talking about, varying degrees of shame. Waldo wrote this for an essay that appeared in a Danish magazine called Vertel. The biggest condition is not the disease, but how you look at yourself. It has to be out of that shadowy corner. Potty creams for diaper rash are being touted for babies. Somewhere at the bottom of the label is in lowercase, also for adults. Why? I am inconvenient, wear diapers, and sometimes also suffer from irritated skin. And many adults with incontinence have these problems. Let us stop doing that mysteriously. When I decided to cover sex and urinary incontinence here on the show, I searched online for true stories about it. And I didn't find much. I went through all sorts of message boards and archives for people who live with incontinence, and at least in the public ones I found, I couldn't find any essays or stories about their experiences with sex. So I took to my email list. In one of my latest surveys, I included an option to weigh in about a few different topics, including this one. An awesome woman named Desiree volunteered. We recently spoke about her experience, going back and forth through email. The voice you'll hear for Desiree is that of voiceover artist Rosa Delgado. All of Desiree's words are her own. So Desiree is in her late 20s. She told me that she has been physically disabled since age 6, when a spinal cord injury from a tumor left her both paralyzed and incontinent. I use a power chair now, and I spend most of my days raising a puppy that I got after cancer treatment. He is my pandemic puppy. Desiree said she wanted to share her experience with incontinence here because it is a big part of her self-esteem and sex life. Her earliest memories of her symptoms involve diapers. She started wearing them around age six. And while she said she's a lot more aware of her bladder now, at the time, she couldn't feel it at all. It was hard to understand what incontinence was at that age. I think a doctor mentioned a surgery to my parents, but they refused because I was so young. I didn't have a urologist until I was an adult, which is crazy. Maybe I was too young and nobody found it necessary to get a urologist for me. I probably started to see it as a problem when I was a teenager and kept having accidents. I still remember going to my first party, and only party so far, and peeing my pants because I had so much alcohol. 
I was embarrassed when my friend took me home and the car seat was wet. Some 15 million people in the U.S. alone live with chronic urinary incontinence, and 85% of those folks are people with a vulva. All types involve some amount of lack of control of the bladder, ranging from mild and occasional to debilitatingly severe. And there are four main types. There's stress incontinence, which is when urine leaks when you exert pressure on your bladder by coughing, exercising, laughing, sneezing, or maybe lifting something heavy. Urge incontinence is when you have sudden, intense urges to urinate, followed by involuntary loss of urine. Sexual stimulation can bring those symptoms on, so you might dribble urine when you orgasm. That's often from a combination of weak pelvic floor muscles and pressure on your bladder. Overflow incontinence causes constant or frequent dribbling of urine. And functional incontinence is when a mental or physical impairment, something like severe arthritis, keeps you from making it to the toilet in time. You can also experience more than one type, which is known as mixed incontinence. Urgent needs to urinate can also coincide with spasms, which is the case for Desiree. I have bladder spasms that hurt. It's almost like having period cramps. If I leak, it is a lot. If I drink coffee, alcohol, eat too much sugar, or have a little chocolate, my bladder gets irritated and I am more likely to have accidents. Desiree said she has had to learn to make lifestyle adjustments to manage her symptoms. She switched to a coffee alternative, for example, and she stays well hydrated with coconut water and herbal teas, since she doesn't really like regular water. Lifestyle changes like these often go along with medical treatments like bladder training, pelvic floor exercises, medications, or surgery. And like all aspects of our health, especially those that involve the pelvis and bodily fluids, incontinence can impact sex and intimacy. Desiree told me that she was really worried and embarrassed about her urinary symptoms when she first started having sex a few years ago. I don't like telling people that I wear diapers or use a suprapubic catheter. I don't want them to see me as a baby, an old person, or as an unsexy person. The first time I had sex, I didn't say anything about my incontinence, and uh, I just ripped my diaper off. Guys don't seem to care. They don't ask questions when they're getting late. <laughs> Honestly, I sometimes don't say anything about it and just pull my diaper down when it's time to have sex. I never had a guy ask me about it. I never pee while having sex, thank goodness. But I still get embarrassed talking about incontinence. I've been dating a guy for about five months, and I still haven't told him. It's hard to bring it up. Sex for me got better over time. I feel like I've become more confident now that I know I can't pee during sex. I used to get a lot of UTIs, but not anymore. Desiree said she wishes more people realized how inconvenient urinary incontinence can be. It can stop a person from going on long trips, she said, or from spending the night away from home, or really going anywhere that doesn't have a nearby bathroom. Nobody wants to be incontinent. As an adult, we like being in control of our bodily functions. I asked Desiree what advice she would give to someone who's struggling with urinary incontinence. 
that's a hard question because I have been incontinent for over 20 years and it still bothers me. I have learned that your diet can affect your bladder, so avoid your triggers if you can. There are pills and surgeries that might help, so talk to a urologist and find something that works for you. I had surgery about seven months ago to get a special type of catheter that goes under my belly button. It's supposed to be good for people who are paralyzed and sexually active because regular catheters get in the way. As far as her advice around sex goes, she offered this. If you are having a one-night stand, you don't need to worry. Most people don't care or notice. If you are in a relationship, then maybe it's time to bring it up. Desiree also wanted to debunk this myth, that disabled people who tend to be more prone to incontinence are not sexual beings. We definitely want sex. We get horny too. We are not scary or or a burden. We are good at sex. We like sex, speaking mostly for myself. Especially if you are not disabled, really take this in. Don't be afraid to date people with disabilities. Ask questions and don't make assumptions. As I was thinking about today's episode, I did a bit of exploring into accessible sex toys and accessories that can be really helpful when you or a partner has a physical disability or deals with chronic pain. Here are just three that I recommend that folks with disabilities have suggested as well. First, the Liberator Wedge. This is basically a wedge-shaped supportive pillow. It's designed to help you ease into positions and reach all the sexy angles you desire. If you're prone to back pain or stiffness, I really recommend it. There's also the Fascinator Throw Sex Blanket. It's by Liberator. Dr. Megan talked about it recently, and it's great because it can soak up bodily fluids such as urine to make cleanup easier and bring some added peace of mind. So you just lay it down and get down. I also love the WeVibe Pivot Vibrating Cock Ring. What's cool about this toy is you can control the vibration from your phone. So if you use voice activation, that should work as well. It's also really easy to keep in place if you have trouble gripping small objects. It's larger than most cock rings and has a nice weight to it. And while it's designed primarily to slip over a penis, you can also slip it over a finger for a sexy buzz on most any body part. Several disabled writers and reviewers have recommended womanizer or satisfier toys for folks with a vulva. They basically replicate the sensation of oral sex on an external clit with this really cool suction technology. For Cosmo, writer Holly Ann Brooks said, If a dildo isn't your style and you prefer something a little softer, the Satisfier Pro Traveler will feel like a bunch of people licking you up and practically carrying you to orgasm. These suction toys are also pretty easy to keep in place without using your hands too. And any kind of wand vibrator is great for anyone who has trouble reaching certain body parts. I checked and you can find these products at the Pleasure Chest. I also included links to them in the transcript, which you can find at girlboner.org forward slash blog or at the link down in the show notes. The Pleasure Chest has been championing inclusive sex positivity for decades, and they offer free sex ed virtual events too. Get free discreet shipping over $75 and save $5 off your first order by signing up for their mailing list. 
Again, that's The Pleasure Chest at thepleasurechest.com. Now, Dr. Megan's pleasure pick of the month. As you'll see, she chose something that fits in so well with this topic. August, I'm really excited for this month's pleasure pick, Yarlap. Let me just start by saying I am thrilled you're highlighting urinary incontinence in today's episode. It is so common, and yet I've consistently seen and heard for the last 20 years how much discomfort and shame there is talking about leakage. Yet it affects one in four vulva owners, and by the age of 65, up to 75% of us will experience urine leakage. Despite that prevalence, the most important takeaway for anybody listening is that this is most definitely not a suffer in silence situation. There is treatment. And most of us, I can say, having done this work a long time, are not eroticized necessarily by golden showers. And so if you're like many and you are experiencing the impact and worry and stress about leakage, I can tell you that is a huge turnoff. And I can tell you also, for so many, even just the willingness to get naked or to be intimate with a partner. So the solution really for most when there's a weak pelvic floor is Kegel training. And historically, and for years, I would educate women on how to do Kegels. And the best way to sort of locate the pelvic floor muscles is to stop the flow of urine mid-flow, which is a great way to get a sensation of what they feel like when they're contracted and relaxed. This technique, however, is for learning purposes only, because it's not a good idea to frequently or consistently be stopping the flow of urine, because then you're not fully emptying your bladder, and then that can lead to UTIs, which nobody wants to be having. So the result is, if I can't practice in that way, so many uh, vulva owners are getting a lot of distress around, am I doing it right? And that is really what I love most about Yarlap, because it is a small device that takes all of the guesswork out. It has a technology that they call Auto Kegel, which is its registered trademark because it helps you do the Kegels correctly, easily, and with excellent results for some 2 to 12 weeks, which is relatively a short window of time, just doing 20 minutes a day. I must say, in my experience, sometimes women do have to do 40 minutes up to an hour, and some don't necessarily, to get benefits, use the Yarlap every day. There are six preset programs that you can choose from. And what I know is that, and in my own experience, you start slow and low in terms of the settings. And then as you get accustomed to the sensation, you can turn it up to make the muscle contraction stronger. And honestly, seriously, that is it. You insert this probe, you pick the setting, and you relax, knowing that the work is done for you, targeting the exact muscles for your pelvic floor without even thinking about it. The only contraindication is if you have a pacemaker, in which case Yarlap is not for you. Another reason that I love Yarlap, it is the only FDA-approved medical device without a prescription that is clinically indicated for the treatment of both stress, incontinence, urge, and mixed urinary incontinence, which of course are the results of so many things like pregnancy, childbirth, strenuous exercise, aging, and even weight gain. So again, this is something that you may not be experiencing now, but I can assure you in your lifetime you will be and or certainly know somebody who is. So in my mind, not only is Yarlap great for treating weak pelvic floor muscles that can lead to leakage, it's also, and importantly, for prevention, to maintain 
healthy urinary continence. I can't highlight enough how much of a game changer and life changer Yarlup is for so many vulva owners. So many have had to be really vigilant thinking about when going out, like where are the closest bathrooms, concerned about laughing, sneezing, exercise, and often just tired of wearing pads and for some taking medications. There is such a peace of mind to go out in public or be intimate with a partner and not have to think or stress about incontinence. Honestly, that is priceless. I'm not going to lie. I myself was a little freaked out about trying Yarlap because even though I use and try on all sorts of sex toys and technology, the thought of small electrical stimulation internally, well, psychologically, it was a bit of a leap for me. But once I tried it, like most things that cause anxiety, after it, I was like, oh my God, that was nothing. And yet everything, because I definitely noticed stronger contractions when I'd Kegel on my own but also the resolution of my own occasional leakage post-kids, which to me was an important piece so that I can happily dance and jump around at concerts, which I know we haven't been doing in this COVID year and I can't wait to get back to. But what I can also say is the best part of having a stronger pelvic floor and those muscles for me was also the experience of more intense orgasms. So whether it's a treat incontinence or as prevention and an opportunity for stronger orgasms, I highly recommend Yarlap as this month's pleasure pick. Here's to your pleasure. Thanks so much, Dr. Megan. Everyone, you can learn more about Yarlap and all of Megan's pleasure picks on her website, greatlifegreatsex.com forward slash pleasure picks. That's greatlifegreatsex.com slash pleasure picks. If you are enjoying Girl Boner Radio and would like to support the show and get some really fun extras, join me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash girlboner, or click the link down in the show notes. You can also support the show by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast app and letting your friends know all about it. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week. <laughs>